Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitcherList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is June 13th, and oh, yes, we're going to talk about baseball. Connor Siebold, six innings, one earned run, six hits, one walk, six Ks against the Red Sox. I mean, the Red Sox aren't very good right now, but that's kind of cool. He has four earned runs total now against the Diamondbacks, the Giants, and the Red Sox in his last three starts. He's trying to do the Blake Snell blueprint as the four-seamer you know, isn't that bad? 36% CSW and a 16% swing strike rate in this last outing. But then everything else is just not what you want. The slider is not very good. Um, the curveball, uh, or sorry, the changeup went 0 for 13 CSW in this one. He pitches for the Rockies. Yeah, you don't want to do Connor Seabold, but hey, I recognize what he did. And you had some questions, and I got you for that. On the other side of it, it was James Paxson going against Rocky Road. Six innings, zero earned runs, four hits, one walk, and eight strikeouts. The four-seamer did its part inside the zone. It wasn't necessarily the greatest one, but it was pretty good upper half most of the time. And the curve and cutter were ridiculous. The curveball was as good as I've seen him this season. 45% CSW with so many perfectly spotted right underneath the zone. And his cutter, yeah, that pitch just needs to get strikes. And well, you know, 18 for 21 strikes. This is James Paxton, y'all. He's sitting 96 on that four-seamer. He's pumping strikes with that one, too. Oh, I just wanted to stay healthy. Like, this is the redemption. Like, he could be the comeback player of the year here. So, I'm I'm really excited for this. I hope that he continues what he's doing. Charlie Morton, look, he earned a golden goal. 5.2 innings, zero runs, four hits, three walks, and eight strikeouts against the Tigers. 12 for 47 whiffs with a 47% CSW on that curveball. And the rest of his stuff, four-seamer with some changes and cutters and sinkers, they earned enough strikes. And that's really it. Maintain that elite curveball and hope that the other stuff can get strikes and not get demolished. Um, Charlie Morton is kind of a hipster at times. That headache-inducing pitcher started stifling the entire roster. But we started for Rocky Road, and uh, we just kind of have to deal with it through the entirety of the year. That's what a hipster is. Bryce Miller against the Marlins got the win. Six innings, one run, one hit, three walks, six Ks. He got 12 whiffs, 29% CSW. He increased his vertical rise by two inches in this one because it just has to get better. It's an elite four-seamer. And the thing is, we we talk a lot about the secondaries not being so good. And yeah, that does make for those bad outings here and there. Like we saw it against the Rangers. We saw it against the Yankees. But the thing is, it truly is an elite four-seamer. And you should be throwing that 73% of the time. When you have that elite of a pitch, you do that. And I want the 27% of other pitches to be better than they are. Absolutely. 50% strike rate on his number two pitch that is a slider. That needs to be better. And I think it will over time. But I think the biggest criticism is saying, well, he goes too many fastballs. And no, I disagree. I think if anyone in the majors can throw an elite pitch 73% of the time and still have elite results, they would. So it's good to see that from Bryce Miller. We, yeah, but you just need a little bit of help on the other quarter of his pitches. 
Uh, the Detroit Tigers did a bullpen game, so we don't care. Matthew Libertor would have gotten a gold star if it wasn't for uh, Connor Siebold. Uh, six innings, 200 runs, seven hits, two walks, and five strikeouts, seven whiffs, 28% CSW against the Giants. He had a 1.5 whip here. His velocity is down 1.5 ticks. Uh, only eight sliders were thrown, three out of 18 whiffs on the curve. Like, all of this is just, no, mm-mm, we're not doing it. Logan Webb was fine on the other side. 300 runs in seven innings against the Cardinals. Got the win. Sinker did well. The changeup wasn't as great as we've seen. And the slider was 0 for 14 whiffs. So I had some hope for a moment that uh, Webb had a new grip on a slider. And that was going to be the old pitch. But hey, he still did well here. One whip, you know, got yourself a win. That's fine. Um, James Caprillion came through for a win uh, in a poor quality start against the Rays uh, with eight base runners and four Ks. That's really surprising and cool for Jimmy Hat. Um, slider was as good as you could hope for with a 42% CSW and a 73% strike rate of four seamers is insanely good considering that's how he often struggles. I don't really want to buy into this, but hey, props to him for this outing. Zach Granke against the Reds. Five innings, three hundred runs, six hits, zero walks in, four Ks. Granke does what Granke does. Uh, Luke Weaver was my very reluctant streaming pick of the day. Uh, do not start here. And 4.2 innings, 300 runs, 5 hits, 4 walks, 3 Ks. Womp, womp, we don't do this. This was against Kansas City. Matt Strom went 50 pitches. Okay. Um, Zach Eflin against the Athletics. 4.2 innings, 400 runs, 5 hits, 2 walks, 6 Ks. Absolutely a disappointment here against Oakland. And he gave a 41% CSW on both the curve and cutter. But the sinker was really off. Just a 54% strike rate on it. Wasn't able to attack like he normally does. Yeah, it just wasn't the game for Eflin. He allowed some... It was just five hits. And most of those came on that sinker. It was like middle location. Just wasn't there for that. And that's weird. It happens. It didn't go his way. We move on. Dane Dunning against the Angels. Just don't do it. Just don't. Four innings... Sorry, five innings, four and runs, six hits, five walks, three Ks. Dane Dunning, just don't. We're done. Ing. Tyler Anderson against the Rangers on the other side actually impressed me here. I know, six innings, five earned runs, eight hits, two walks, like, okay. But seven strikeouts, so he improved upon the 14.5% strikeout rate. He earned seven over 30 whiffs on cutters. He sat a tick harder on four seamers and nearly two on the changeup. And now he gets the Royals and the White Sox. He had 16 whiffs in this. I'm just saying, like, this might actually be a stream you finally want again with Tyler Anderson against the Royals and White Sox. Just throw it out there. 15 teamers, consider this. Uh, Tommy Henry against the Phils had 17 whiffs for a co, uh, co-share of the Gallows poll. 4.2 innings, 500 runs, 9 hits, 1 walk, and 6 Ks. He had a 70% swing strike around the side with 7 over 10 whiffs, which is what? Uh, well spotted the curveball as well. But yeah, you can't bank on that from Tommy Henry. That's so strange. And then there's Jesus Lazardo against the Mariners, and I'm so upset because it I think everything comes down to really the slider at this point. The four seamer is actually really well located. The changeup is good. Uh and the four seamer, sorry, the slider had a 47% C step. You're like, Nick, why is this a problem? Because five of his six hits came on the slider and they were poorly located sliders. And the Mariners slapped it around. All of them were 95 plus mile per hour exit velocity uh, hits, right? And his slider held, has held a 4-4-4 BABIP on the year, which seems like, well, okay, he has a 17% hard contact rate. Well, that's not fair because I think hard contact rate is important for a pitcher overall. 
But when it comes down to uh, the actual pitch itself, I quoted a lot. I want to correct myself moving forward because it's really more about the ex-Babbitt, but really the ex-Bacon. Uh, not the ex-Wobacon, just the expected batting average on contact is what matters, right? We know about the swing strike rate stuff. We know about CSW. That's fine. That's when no contact happens. But then we have to analyze, all right, if he's throwing a lot of strikes, what is the expected bacon on it, right? And uh, it's not good for Jesus Lazardo's slider. So he has a 4.44 BABIP and a 3.13 expected BABIP, but next will bacon with 3.73. These are high. These are very elevated numbers for a slider in particular, which generally should induce more weak contact. So he is getting unlucky on the slider, but he deserved these hits uh, against the Mariners yesterday. And I think that is the the thing I've been missing, I think, with Luzardo. I'm not saying that he should be this bad. I disagree with that. Um, I, I really do think that Luzardo at 96-97 with that fastball is really good. I think it's a very whiff-heavy slider and changeup. And I think these are little adjustments um, that Luzardo can make to not necessarily give in with that slider as much as he is right now. But he's really good. I think the skill set is still there. I'm sticking with Luzardo. It's also a really nice uh, pair of matchups, Nationals and Pirates. Nationals not as great because they're better against lefties, but still good. I imagine he's going to do better there. I, But yeah, this, this is what's going on in my view with Jesus Luzardo. I'm looking forward to today and tomorrow's games. Uh, I'm going to go over all of them after this break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. And that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. So today's matchups, we've got Spencer Strider, Corbin Burns, Max Scherzer, George Kirby, Pablo Lopez, Zach Wheeler, Joe Musgrove, Chris Bassett, and Hunter Brown. Obvious. You don't need me. You do it all. Probable start here. Luis Severino is here against the Mets. They don't have Alonso, and he's not on the IL. Even though the lowered velocity last two starts, we've seen that sometimes from guys, and then they just get it back. If he's on the IL, there's no injury. There's no thing bothering him. No word. Then, like, all right, get it back, Severino. Um, Tony Gonsolin against the White Sox, fine. Uh, Alex Cobb against the Cardinals, fine. Uh, Jack Flaherty is doing better, and he gets the Giants, fine. Tanner Bybee against the Padres, kind of scary. Uh, but I think if you have Tanner Bybee, you're doing it fine. And Edward Cabrera against the Mariners. Um, he came out of the last start with a blister, and he's been throwing more strikes. So, okay, do it against the Mariners. I think... If he didn't come out of the last start with a blister, I'd probably have him higher than Bybee, at least, if not like Cobb. Um, questionable start to your stream pick of the day is Jameson Tyone against the Pirates. 
I don't like it too much, but I think Tywin is in a better place right now, and the Pirates aren't very good. Lance Lynn against the Dodgers, that's a pure cherry bomb. Um, Luis Ortiz against the Cubs, it could work. Uh, Brandon Williamson against the Royals, it could work. That That's it. That's all I got for you there. Um, <laughs> if you want to chase something, go ahead. Zach Davies has a really good changeup at times. The Phillies are a really tough offense at times, too. So it's very risky, I think, here. Jaime Berea against the Texas Rangers. You know not to do that. Cutter Crawford, man, if he didn't throw only, what, 58 pitches in the last time, if actually I believed he would go 75-80, I would have him in, a, in the questionable start tier against Rocky Road. But right now, it's like four innings is all you can really expect from Cutter Crawford. It's unfortunate because I think his fastball is just so good. Anyani Chirinos should get an opener against the Oakland Athletics, which makes for a decent win chance. Reese Olsen gets the uh, Atlanta Braves, and I kind of like Olsen, but you don't do this. Dean Kramer against the Jays, no way. Chase Anderson against the Red Sox, absolutely not. Patrick Corbin against the Astros, no thank you. Hogan Harris against the Rays, come on. Cody Bradford's going instead of John Gray because John Gray's dealing with a blister. They scratched him for today and it's going to push him back to either tomorrow or the day after. I think it's actually a couple days. And it's Cody Bradford, a man with three first names, Cody, Brad, Ford, and no thank you against the Angels. And Jordan Lyles against the Reds. He is the qualified worst ERA in baseball. Luis Castillo, Garrett Cole, Kling Kershaw, Tyler Glasnow, Framber Valdez are all very, very clear auto starts for tomorrow's games. And Justin Berlander is also there because Judge isn't there. And despite the results of the Atlanta game, the last two games against the Jays and Atlanta actually, I think, were much better commanded starts than what we saw prior. So I'm in here uh, against the Yankees. Probable start here. Michael Walker's been just so good in the last seven starts and gets the Guardians, so you do that. Bailey Ober against the Brewers, absolutely. Same with Garrett Whitlock against the Rocky Road and Yuri Perez against the Mariners. No blister. He's still here for now. So Yuri Perez against the Mariners. Jose Brias has done really well, axing the four-seamer in favor of the sinker. And the bottom two are more questionable. That is Merrill Kelly against the Phillies after stumbling last time, but I think you still do it. And A.J. Smith-Shaver against the Tigers. I think that the MLB debut had worse command than we should expect at the MLB debut. I mean, I'm going to say the first start because it was 2.1 innings of relief before, but still it felt like an MLB debut. And I think the Tigers are just not very good. It's a good situation uh, for for someone to pitch for Atlanta for AJ Smith-Shaver. So I'm going to do it against the Tigers if I have them. Questionable start tier. Drew Montgomery's a Toby gets the Giants. Sure, whatever. Drew Smiley could make it work against the the, the Pirates, even though his curveball has been as good lately. It's fine. Ranger Suarez, the Bailey should be at the top of this tier because his command is in a very good place at the moment. But Arizona Diamondbacks kind of scare me a little bit. Uh, Andrew Heaney against the Angels is a, definitely a tier down from Ranger Suarez. Like, it's another step down. He's more of an upside play if he gets his slider and curveball down in this one. Uh, Anthony Escafani against the Cardinals. I really don't like where Tony Disco is at, but the Cardinals are just not very good right now. So, fine. Bottom of questionable start. And then do not start tier. Aaron Savali and Reed Demers were almost in that questionable start tier. Savali is going against the Padres. The Padres have been hot, so no thank you. While Detmers could make it work against the Rangers because he's a lefty, not a righty, but still, yeah, you can't really trust him right now. The floor is too low. Ben Lively could have a slider against the Royals. I don't really want to do that. Colin Ray, uh, I talked about him in the roundup last time as the lead. This stuff is just not good enough. I, I really don't want to go for it, even though it's the Twins who are meh right now. Clevenger against the Dodgers, absolutely not. Same with Bradish against the Jays. Lorenzen against the Braves. Dylan, Daniel Lynch, I always want to call him Dylan. Daniel Lynch against the Reds. Reds are kind of good on the road, and Daniel Lynch, I don't buy that he's a fastball changer now. 
change, fastball changeup guy now. It's just not for me. Josiah Gray against the Astros. No. Uh, Luis Medina against the Rays. Absolutely not. Austin Gomber against the Red Sox. And Osvaldo Baido is making his MLB debut for the Pirates against the Cubs. He's not impressed in AAA. So it's a very clear wait and see for that one. All right. That is it for today. Thank you all so much for your support. Make sure that you... Uh, support us on uh, PL Plus is the best way to help out PitcherList. And also you engage with our incredible community. I think we have like over 1,400 people inside of that Discord just talking baseball who are massive fans like you are. Come on by, hang out with us. You get all the advice you want. Um, it's, I think it's just $8 a month. And also if you use promo code PODCAST, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, capital letters, I think you're going to get a discount off of that too. So all right, that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock. And we are Babs Below and your strikeout time.